So today, in Eretz soil was far more than a meaningful day. One could say a historic day. And we had a Levaya, one that we never had before, I doubt ever. And we very much hope we will never have again. And it's unlikely that we'll, we'll ever have one again. There were more than a half a million people. And Baruch Hashem, Ein Tzavokho Berachoi Voiseinu, passed without any major Chaz Vishalom tragedy. And it's just amazing how Klali soil felt towards Rabchaim. And this is so remarkable because Reb Chaim wasn't a man of many words. He never spoke in public. He wasn't an inspiring speaker. He never, ever spoke in public. He wasn't a great Magadshia. He wasn't known as a Magadshia. And he wasn't a great communicator. I think almost everybody listening to me had the schus, the privilege of visiting Reb Chaim in his home. If you spent three minutes with him, it was a lot. And everybody loved him. Everybody admired him. He was the most revered godel of our time. How do we understand this? I think it defies explanation. Only that we all felt this is the Torah in its very embodiment. This is the Torah itself. In recent years, the Prime's classical Toyar, his title was Sarah Torah. And most times we used exaggerated titles, but this title was so fitting and so poshut. He was the Sarah Torah. He was an unbelievable sage, an unbelievable God. Call a Kula at his fingertips. He was the greatest Mahmud, the greatest Shaktan of our time. 94 years, like Posek Puma Megers. There's an amazing definition in Sefer Hakona. Sefer Hakona is a Sefer Kodum. And there are different opinions what period it was written, either the Tanoim, the days of Ameroim, some say the early Ga'inim, and it's on the mitzvahs, and the mitzvahs Talmud Torah. There's an amazing definition. Ezehu Talmud Chochem. Who is defined as a Talmud Chochem? says, it's not the one that knows Kule Matnitan Shishasidra Mishnah Tesefta Sefrosa free. That is not enough. Ad Shetehei Nafshoi Kshuro B'Nefesh Nafshoi Kshuro B'Nefesh HaToyro. 
What an amazing Kagadara. Anybody that saw Rebchaim, anybody that knew Rebchaim, in as much as one could know Rebchaim, it was so obvious. Nashri Kshuro Benefesh He breathed the Torah. Torah was the oxygen. Torah was what he was. His dvekas and Torah was beyond beyond understanding. And he was a bokinifla, and he was an anvasan ushval berach. I visit. I had an unbelievable relationship with Rabban Leib Steiman, Zechat Sadik Vukodesh Lavrocha. I had an unbelievable relationship with my Rebbe, with the great Kreuzer Magar Rebbe. And I had a relationship with most of the Gedolim of our time. I can't say I knew Reb Chaim. You know, when you visited him, it was very short. Today I looked at pictures that I have with Reb Chaim, and all of them, he he has such a beautiful smile. I don't know whether he was happy to see me, or I just happened to be there when he was happy. It's hard for me to say I knew Reb Chaim. I looked at him, I sat right next to him, but I looked at at him from a distance, like you're looking up at a huge mountain. A towering figure of Torah, of Yediyah Satoira, of Asmodah Satoira, and of another. There's a member in my shul that grew up in Bnei Barak. He's about my age, and he remembers that there were kids in Cheder, and they used to bet one another who could catch a Chaim with a Mamar Chazal. And they used to go from shul, and they made believe as if they forgot a Gemara. And every day they just opened up a Gemara somewhere in Zvochan and Menoch and Sambhoyer and Sambhovnitzi and Erovin, and just took out a line from the Gemara and asked the Chaim, where does it say this? Where does it say that? And never once didn't he have the Gemara on the daf? The Rebchaim was a shalit, the kol kulo. He was a masmid, and he was a ish kodesh. In recent years, as you all know, he stopped saying brocha v'atzlocha. And to most people, he just said buha. I think it was a reflection of two parts of his personality. One, Time and another few words and saying it's two seconds two seconds but if you have 300 people waiting in line 300 times two seconds to Rab Chaim was a lot of time every minute to Rab Chaim was a lot of time Every minute was an oyster of Torah. And I think it was also a reflection of his sense of humor because he had an amazing sense of humor and he was very sharp. 
and uh, he loved the good vertel, and, and that's what was the way he communicated with people. So people loved the pine. People looked at him with with years that covered. and with tremendous ahava on the other. Because we all love Taylor, and the poem was, was like a chefza of Taylor. It was the Taylor itself, and the beautiful midas of Taylor. All his life, he ran away from politics. My late father, Zechat Tzadik Rovrocha, used to say a verbal. Chazal say, Korabarech min agadula, agadula radefes acharov. Korabarech min agadula, agadula agadula borachas mimeno. People usually use the term, Korabarech acharakovet, but in Chazal it's Korabarech min agadula. And my late father used to ask, so they're both running, they're both chasing, what's the difference between one and the other? The difference was, when you become old and you no longer have Koyach to run, you can no longer run fast. So when the person is Boreach min Agadula, Vagadula Rodefa Sacharov, the older you get, the Gadula finally catches up with you. If you're Rodefacharia Gadula, get older, you can no longer run, and you look in frustration. The Gedula, the COVID you're chasing, becomes farther and farther away. Reb Chaim Ora's life, try to avoid politics, try to avoid the Hanoga, just give him his Gemora, give him his Shas, and he's the happiest person in the world. But Kalal Yisrael needed a manig, though in his elderly years, finally caught up with him. And thousands of people just stood waiting for his brocha, waiting for his eitzah, and he was a ish kodesh. And it was obvious that his brochas have an effect. And so many people saw Yeshua's peace, mitiv. So it's a tremendous loss for Klal Yisrael. Philip Chaim was 94 years old. And as people say, Nobody lives forever. I think when the Bismidish was destroyed, nobody asked, how old was this building? 420 years. Well, very few buildings stand 400 years. A building can't stand forever. Nobody asked that silly question because the base of Midas is not a building. It's not just a building. It's a Mishkan Hashem. We expect the base of Midas to stand forever. Yes, we know that Gedolim are human. And even Gedolim don't live forever. But from our point of view, we wish they would live forever. And as old as they might be, it's always painful. It's always feeling a tremendous loss. And of the Chavrashbam, 
that simple poshita home on the second floor was a tell Pierce. Ain't I call you soil from all the continents and different countries in the world? Ain't I call you soil in the Suez? So that little street in Bnei Barakal and that is no longer. So it's a tremendous loss. And we all will cherish, cherish those memories, those fleeting moments that we spent in the presence of the God Lador, the presence of a towering giant of Taira and Avaida. Should be a male for us all.